With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. What does motion sound like? With Kizik Hands Free Shoes, it sounds a little something like this. Experience the magic of motion. Get a free pair of socks with your first order at kizik.com slash socks. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. While your KSU gurus are doing game previews, you boneheads sit, bruise, and ride on your ski-doos, those Boscos work hard for the team they adore. While they interview cats about their buzzer beaters, y'all fend off mosquitoes and sip lima readers, those Boscos want to give the fans a little more. Sometimes we just want to riff and give our fans a little gift and not have to worry about what we're going to say. Bonehead Mama and Bonehead Paul, we got love for all of y'all, so come on down, it's Free Play Friday. Ooh, Bosco's Boys. Well, come on, boys. And the Bosco's Boys are back, and we're here with a special guest that a lot of people, I think, in K-State Twitter land know who it is. I'm not sure if you've ever been on the show, though, but we'll get to you in a second, Mr. Guest. Before we do that, I'm going to talk to you about Spotify Green Room. Um, we do it every Wednesday now, and we've had some live shows here kind of pop up randomly when um, news has broken. Um, it's a great tool. It's a great app, uh, live audio-only sports talk platform, which isn't even true because there's way more than sports talk on there. So you can get on there, start a room, and talk about anything you want with pretty much anybody uh, that you want. It's great. It's free to download, free to use. Uh, you can talk to me, Scott, other K-State fans. Uh, we'll probably have some athletes on there. We've had some insiders on there like Derek Young, KSU fan. Um, I think we had Brogan Barry on there too. So we've had a player. Um, it's perfect for watch parties, debates, post-game breakdowns, reacting to breaking news. As everyone has seen recently, there's been a lot of breaking news. There's been a lot of breaking lies too. So it's going to be crazy, um, so be sure to watch our, our feed for Spotify Green Room and start your own room because I want to join a room and talk about other stuff. So um, it's great. I love it, and yeah, check us out. We're doing Wednesdays now, 7 p.m. every Wednesday. So without further ado, let's get to our special guest of the day. We are doing um, something we like to call Blitz week but actually this this year we're doing blitz month and we're going to do a show pretty much every single day this month and um this is one of our blitz shows where we talk to a uh, a k-state guest and kind of break down what we think is going to happen in the season kind of like a light preview and i've got my friend here clint aka the k-state fan i don't know what your new handle is now because tell us what happened uh 
thanks grant i i had my account going pretty strong and i <laughs> i often use uh copyrighted songs on my videos that i would make on that k-state highlights and that kind of caught up to me i guess twitter didn't care for that they gave me a few warnings and i kind of brushed it off and then i guess i just had one too many and too many and they said no more shutting you down so yeah you've been kind of known on twitter as i mean from my point of view the highlight guy for kind of as long as i can remember you you like to post videos of k-state highlights um and good compilations when did that start for you has that always kind of been something you've been into you know, I always really enjoyed watching all those highlight videos. I wouldn't say that I'm good at making highlight videos, but I, I think I am good at kind of tracking down the highlights. And so I kind of just put them all together. I think I started that Twitter account maybe Snyder's last year. I think it was kind of similar about the same time that you guys started up Bosco Boys. So I know we met up not too long afterwards at uh, one of those uh, games early in the season. Uh, yeah, you know, I mean, even though they shut down the one account, I still have a lot of fun doing it. Yeah, I would say that you are pretty good at tracking down specific highlights because you'll you'll pull something that I feel like I haven't seen in, in 15 years. And it, it's always a good little blast from the past. How, how many followers did you have when you when you got nixed? Because I feel like you were up there. I want to say it was up to about 6,000. I might be misremembering that. I feel like it was I even have. more. I thought it was like eight. But I don't think it got over 7,000 at least. I think it was 6,000 something. Well, we'll help you build back up because I, I think you put good content out there. It's always good to see um, old cats highlights, especially some of the funny ones. But uh, you also have a new podcast called College and Kimball Pod. What sparked your decision to start up a podcast? Well, I had no interest in it until uh, my buddy Jeff Burkhart just kind of reached out to me and said, hey, you want to start this podcast talking about K-State? We actually knew each other from living in uh, Marlette Hall back in our freshman years. Uh, and my buddy, Alex Speth, who was my roommate at Marlette, uh, just happens to be another big time K-State fan. So we pulled him on. And then Justin Nutter was a friend of Jeff's. And we kind of just all got together and decided we were going to just do some recap seasons throughout the Snyder 2.0 era. And, you know, some of those years are a lot of fun. Some of them aren't so fun, but we we have fun doing the episodes though. So obviously it's just a K, it's a K-State podcast, but what type of content have you put out so far and what um, any new fun episodes that you have like on the horizon that our listeners should check out? So, so far we've made it through 2009 to 2015 that we've put out so far. We've just been going season by season uh, talking about the highs and lows, what we remember about the games, what we remember about some of our favorite players I think 2016 should drop maybe tomorrow and uh, we'll finish it out with 2017, 2018, you know, 2018 wasn't so fun of a season. So we'll try to throw in maybe a whole recap of Snyder 2.0, talk about our favorite players and uh, just kind of where they're at now, what they meant to us. And then past that, we don't really know where we're going to go with it. You know, you know, there's a number of K-State podcasts out there. So we want to kind of try to find our own little niche and, I'm sure we'll do some kind of, you know, talking about the upcoming season. Um, but uh, farther than that, we don't really know yet. Yeah, 2018 was not a very fun season, but that's a pretty big season to talk about. So I wouldn't skip over it lightly because you might get some fun listens there. And um, I mean, there's plenty to talk about, particularly, obviously, the end of Snyder 2.0. Um but yeah, we're looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to seeing how it evolves. Um, it's a fun process. What's the biggest goal you have for your show? 
if you have any? Uh, I, I don't know. We haven't really talked about goals. I don't really have any goals. You know, I like just talking about the good memories. The other three guys are kind of Debbie Downers. They like spending times <laughs> in all the shitty games that just bring me misery. Um, you know, just, just any chance I get to talk about uh, the good times and my favorite players who, especially a lot of the guys who were even before the 2.0 era, uh, man, we, we had our K-State fantasy draft earlier this summer and uh, we did kind of a fan poll and I drafted all a whole bunch of players from the nineties and I got obliterated in the fan poll. So I realized <laughs> that pretty much everyone on Twitter these days, they only know players from 2012 onward. So my whole goal is just to educate people about how good we used to be and how we need to get back to that level. First of all, there was some seriously suspect voting going on with those teams. I think Jeff got hosed pretty bad. I mean, his team was pretty stacked, especially defensively. I can't imagine any of the other teams scoring a lot of points on Jeff's team. But um, also, hey, we've had like all sorts of guests on. We've went to media days, but I agree. I think the funnest thing to do is when you're just like getting together and some of the maybe some of the drunk episodes when you're just talking about old games and and kind of reminiscing. That's that's always the most fun thing to do. That's my favorite thing when we just get together and talk cats. So I think you're on the right path. Um, so we're going to jump into these blitz questions. And uh, we've kind of been doing this for the last couple of years where it's it's kind of a light season preview. Um, we'll hit on a couple of different talking points and get your perspective on what you think is going to happen for this coming season. And we'll have a bunch of other guys do it. Like we've had Ian Campbell in the past, Tannehill, all the media guys, Kellis, you know, Kurtz, blah, blah, blah. The list goes on. We're going to try to do a bunch this year. And that's why you are on the show. You made the cut because you're the big dog K-State fan who likes to put out highlights. So let's start with it. Number one, who is going to be your offensive MVP this season? Well, if I can't pick Skyler and I can't pick Deuce, which I think are the two obvious guys, then I'm going to go with uh, Malik Knowles. I think he rebounds from kind of a subpar year. Uh, he's got huge upside. I think he could be playing in the NFL next year if he puts it all together. I, I don't think he's going to have the kind of year where he puts up like 1,200 yards and 12 touchdowns, but I think he's going to do enough to really propel this offense forward. Yeah, that's a good shout. I don't think that there's going to be many other options um, if you can't pick Deuce or Skyler. Um, you know, we, we I think we all know Malik has – the sky's the limit for Malik. If he can get – if he can stay healthy and just get a consistent run of games, I agree with you. I think he has all the potential in the world to be top one, two, three receiver in our league, and that's going against a lot of really, really good receivers. So I think that's a good shout. Um, who do you think uh, – who's going to be your – defensive MVP? Uh, I really like Jerron McPherson. I mean, that's probably no surprise to anybody. The first half of last year, he was killing it. And then I think he might've had a little bit of an injury problem and kind of the whole team kind of fell off. Um, I, I think he's going to be the leader back there, the quarterback of the defense coming up with big plays, just like he did the first half of last year. Also a good shout. Um, pretty happy about him returning super senior. I think, you know, even if he's not the most talented guy that's going to be on our, you know, even in our secondary or on the defensive side of the ball, um, his leadership is going to be invaluable this year. And he's got great experience. And he, I mean, last year, outside of the injury bug, he was kind of an impact player. He made a lot of um, big time turnovers um, at pretty crucial times. So another great shout. 
All right, this is who I'm, I'm super interested to see who you're going to say for this. Who's going to be your young breakout player on offense? This has to be a freshman or sophomore that's yet to make a major impact. Uh, is Sammy Wheeler still a sophomore? I think he is, isn't he, technically? I would say he's made a fairly major impact, though. At okay, least a, ta- well, a tangible of enough impact. I mean, Sammy Wheeler at certain points was a pretty, pretty important part of our offense. So okay, I would about- say, no, that doesn't count. Okay. How about Joe Irvin then? You know, everyone talks about Deuce Vaughn and people are really high on Jacardia, right? But I think Joe Irvin's got that second running back slot locked up and we're going to use him a ton this year. He's going to come back and uh, do some big things for us. I think it's a good chance that it's one of those two running backs. Um, I'm curious to see how many carries each of them are going to get. And I think a lot of it depends on just how well they're grasping the offense and how well Deuce Vaughn is doing. Um, I expect Deuce to get a shitload of touches. Mm-hmm. I don't know if he's going to get as many straight out of the backfield, but I don't know. I hear a lot about Jacardi, right? But you also hear kind of a lot of the same chatter about Urban. So I think that's a good shout. I, I those two are, those two are good, but I think, if I had to choose gun in my head, which I am going to have to choose like 500 other times, cause I'm going to do the show multiple times, but I have, Oh, Jesus Christ. I'm blanking. Who's our wide receiver from Lawrence. Uh, uh, Keenan Garber, <laughs> Keenan Garber. Holy crap. Um, <laughs> if we could get significant, not even significant, but if we could get a even average amount of country, a contribution from him i think that's going to be so one enormous like for his development but it's going to open up so much for malik Knowles and amater Bebe and deuce if we can get a second wide receiver to contribute and i feel like no one really jumps out on the page right now but i'm hoping that it's going to be our boy from from the east because not i don't know warner. you're not high on him i'm not super high on Cade warner i mean you never know, but that always seemed kind of like a puzzling transfer for us to accept. Yeah, but yeah, I'm not too high on him either. But yeah, like you said, you never know. Yeah, Keenan Garber, that's who I kind of first thought of when you asked that question. But you know, he he's had a lot of uh, praise, but I, I'd like to see just a little bit of the evidence before I jump on yeah. this train. Yeah, that's fair. But I guess that's why it's the young breakout player. It's kind of a gamble. So who's going to be your young breakout player on defense? someone that has not made a major impact yet. All right. I feel like everyone is already in love with TJ Smith. He had that amazing game against Texas tech. We haven't really seen him in coverage yet, but um, so I don't know if he's ready for a snap yet. So I'll go with uh, Felix and Newdike. That guy is going to be a beast. I think he's our next NFL draft pick at defensive end. That's fair. Um, yeah. I, I have for some reason, and not for some reason. I mean, we have seen a lot of proof in the pudding with Duke. Um, I mean, he's a monster. I'm not worried at all about our defensive ends. Um, I know people are worried about losing uh, Wyatt Hubert. And I guess you could have a fear about Duke having like a big drop off because he doesn't have uh, that Wyatt kind of to take the pressure off of him. Similar mm-hmm. to Jordan Willis, Reggie Walker, but that's who reminds me of Reggie Walker. You know, we lost Jordan Willis and Reggie Walker really fell off. I'm kind of worried about right. losing Hubert and Duke kind of falling off. 
we shall see, but I just feel like Duke's speed, his straight line speed and his agility, his, his like side to side speed is so good that I'm hoping he doesn't drop off. Um, I'm excited to see TJ Smith. I hope, I hope we see some more just absolute missile tackles. How, mm-hmm. how I mean, do you think, what are the, uh, what's the over under TJ Smith getting ejected? I'll set it at 2.5. I was going to say 3.5. So <laughs> I'll take the over. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm sure that they have made that a talking point for him Yeah, because he was a little bit on the border there a few times. And uh, I mean, with how they, with how they referee now, they don't take any chances. So mm-hmm. uh, before we get to our last four or five questions, I can't remember. I'm just going to chat again real quick about Spotify green room guys. It's the free audio only social media platform for sports fans or really any fans. We do it every Wednesday, 7 PM. Um, we did it previously on Thursday. I think we're going to keep it Wednesday. Um, we do a breaking news, talk about specific I don't know, subjects every Wednesday and a bunch of people join. It's a lot of fun. It's a good way to meet new K-State fans. It's a good way to get your opinion out there. And it gets you the kind of, it gets you the podcast bug. I think you should hop on there, Clint. It's good stuff. (laughs) Check it out. Um, Wednesdays at 7 p.m. Spotify Green Room. It's free. Come talk to us. All right. We're going to get into some official predictions here. Um, before we do that, actually, we got one more question. What's the pendulum game of the year? This is always a very interesting question to me because what's that one game that you see on the schedule that if we win it, it swings the season towards possibly being great. And if we lose, we could be absolutely in the gutter. And this uh, so year, I'm particularly, really worried. <laughs> this year particularly has like a lot of games you could really choose from. Uh-huh. I'm really worried about the couple uh, pre, um, pre-conference games, Stanford. Mm-hmm. If, if that happens that doesn't mean you know the season's in the toilet I mean last year we lost to Arkansas State and we came back and beat Oklahoma um, but if we lose one or two of those and then go out and lose to Oklahoma State right before the Oklahoma game I'd be pretty worried so I, I feel like it's pretty early on that Oklahoma State game which I'm definitely going to try to make it to this year down in Stillwater I don't know if I'll ever return to Stillwater. <laughs> I have, I have too many bad memories. I, I mean, we won a basketball game there, but football is always a disaster. Um, I'm going to pull up the K-State football schedule real quick because I agree. I mean, it seems kind of ridiculous to say game one is such a pendulum game, but fuck our first six games are so, are so difficult that if we start off Owen one, then, and this is not, this is a regular year. You know, we've had spring ball, we've had full fall, fall practice. We've got a full roster. We're not having any COVID hits. So that would be an enormous confidence, um, either booster or, uh, it could absolutely crush our confidence. So, and me as a fan, holy shit, if we're Owen one and then we're staring down the barrel of Nevada, Okie state, Oklahoma, Iowa state. I mean, I'm not even turning the TV on. I, I just can't imagine. I would be, so depressed but Oklahoma State's a pretty big one because shit if we're if we start off 4-0 it's impossible to stop dream it's a, to not dream in that scenario so this game actually sets up quite or this season sets up a lot like 2016 you know I'm yeah. just thinking about 2016 because we just did that podcast and you know obviously we start with Stanford in both years and it's so top heavy I mean we did not start out that season well at all, but we ended it really well and similar 
to this season, just like the schedule is not set up well to start out well, to start out good. <laughs> it kind of reminds me of, and I could be wrong here, but I think it reminds me of uh, 2012, which was kind of top heavy. We had Miami and Manhattan, and then we started out with Oklahoma, and we won, and it was kind of like, holy shit, we got Oklahoma out of the way. Yeah. And yeah, then we traveled to West Virginia. Really top heavy. Once we got those games out of the way, there was nothing stopping us until those fuckers at Baylor. Yeah, we all know that. We all know what happened there. So I think that's a, I think that's a good shout. The first, the early games are scary. Um, if we can get through that, I, I kind of agree with you that maybe that train will get rolling. So what do you think K-State's final record is going to be? I think we're going to have at least nine wins. I'm really high on this team. Uh, I don't see any reason why we can't win at least nine games this year. I mean, I this we're always so worried about depth at K-State, but I think our depth has really been built up pretty nicely. Even if we lose Skyler, you know, God forbid, I, I think Will Howard's really improved from what I've been told. Um, just about every position, maybe other than linebacker, has quality depth. I would, ugh, I would seriously lose my mind if Skyler goes down again. Um, yeah. I think nine nine wins, it's possible. I, you know, today I think nine wins. Tomorrow I think four wins. Um, that's just how I am. I'm a pendulum, in and of itself, in in myself. But I I agree with you. It's hard for me not to be high on this team. I think we have some really fun weapons returning, and I love our transfers and I love our youth. And I love our experience. So I think we're going to be wanting to bounce back pretty hard to chip on a shoulder coming off an ugly, ugly COVID season um, that had so much promise and ended up so bitterly. So I'm with you. I say nine or higher. Let's fucking go. Who's going to be in the big 12 championship. Uh, Oklahoma. Duh. Mm-hmm. And uh, why not K state? I mean, we All were right. on last year before Skyler got State probably is going to suck this year. I mean, they don't have anybody good. Yeah. <laughs> I would why love – why not? I agree. I think it's more open than people think. Um, fuck OU. They're probably going to – they're probably a shoe in. I'd love to see them drop a few games and be on the outside looking in. I hope Texas finishes in the bottom three. I hope they just get everyone's best shot. And I think both of them are going to get everyone's best shot. I'm not sure it's going to make a difference for OU because, you know – They've been a cut above for so fucking long, but, and last but not least with realignment staring us in the face, who does K-State share a conference with in 2022? What is going to be your, what, how's this all going to shake out? I think that for the meantime, they're probably going to try to hold the big 12 together. I mean, why not try to hold them with their money's worth, but uh, God, I don't know. I, I don't really pay attention to realignment as much as some people do. It's, I mean, there's nothing we can do about it. It's not anything that really interests me to the point where I'm going to really dive into it. But um, I would like to see them try to hold it together for a few more years. Yeah, it seems to be the best case scenario for our survival. Um, I know, I'm, I, I, I just feel like any of the 18s are all flirting behind the back. And, you know, it's, it's every man for himself in reality. Of course, I think there is a viable solution. It's sticking together um, till 2025. And then 
you got plenty of time to plan and build for a conference and find your most suitable candidates that make you strong. But who the hell knows what's going to happen in five years anyways? Who knows what's going to happen in, in a week? It's so much changes every day, it seems like all sorts of mergers and bullshit going on. So who knows? But I agree with you. I think the eight sticks together at this point. And who would you add? If you could add four, if you wanted to get back to 12, who would you add? Everyone points, points out all these scenarios. Sorry, my dog's trying to get some snuggles right now. Uh, <laughs> it's all good. Uh, none of the teams that anyone throws out I think is a good candidate. I mean, what, what do we gain Especially like somebody like Louisiana Tech. It's like, how does that benefit the Big 12 at all? I don't know. The only, I don't know either, really. It's all about fucking markets and all that stuff. I think like UCF would interest me. They have an enormous um, student base. It's like 72,000 or something outrageous. I don't know, though. I kind of agree with you. There's not a lot. that's going to strengthen. We're not going to replace Oklahoma, Texas, but I don't know. There could be some interesting additions that I think I, that would excite me um, at least like to bring into the fold, but yeah, we'll never replace Oklahoma, Texas. And unfortunately I think we have to deal with that reality, but uh, Clint, that's all we have short and sweet. Um, thank you for coming on the show. Folks check out um, his podcast. Why don't you go and just tell the people, what you're doing, where you're doing it, and we'll go. We'll let you go. Well, you can find uh, the podcast at college underscore Kimball on Twitter. There you'll find all of our links to Spotify and Apple Play. You can find uh, all the podcasts from 2009 on up to 2016. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at the K State Fan Two now. <laughs> and just uh, you know. Come interact with me. Come talk some K-State football with me. K-State basketball. Whatever you want. It's all good. I agree. Check him out. He's a good follow. And check out the podcast. We're doing some fun stuff over there. Um, Clint, be careful with your song selection. Um, it's not so easy getting back after a band. <laughs> but we've survived. So, my friend, keep it up. And uh, it's good talking to you. Meet me at the Cathead. All right.
Social Podcast Network.